History, mystery, passion for telling the narrative of those who are no longer with us. Real people, real lives, with real stories to be told, even though they're now gone. It's the Grave Conversations Podcast, Season 1, Resurrecting Raymond, a son of Menasha, Wisconsin, who bravely fought and died for his country in World War II. His story went to the grave with his last known relative. Through research, dumb luck, and dedication, we will be able to paint a snapshot of a young man who gave everything for his country, including his life. The Grave Conversations Podcast starts now. And we're on. It is time for the Grave Conversations Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3, Resurrecting Raymond. My name is Fife, and with me I have Woody. Hello, everybody. And we have Catherine. Hello. So. Full named you. We, uh, I'm sorry. We also we have Cat. Is that better? Hi. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, we left off with the obituary that we shared in the last episode. Um, and I think the reason we wanted to kind of put the obituary out there is because it's not a hidden fact that Raymond died in this war. Right. But now we are going to talk about the Bonta Corporation and these newsletters, which were such a treasure trove of information for us. Right. It really was. And what made this interesting is, is again, Raymond didn't have family uh, or, or friends that we could, you know, call up and say, hey, what, you know, this is what we need. Um, so you guys stumbled upon these archives in uh, the library, and it was really cool that, that the Bonta Corporation kept these. Shout out to Kurt at the Menasha Public Library. You mm. are our homie, man. Yeah, let, well, yeah. let's let's explain Thanks what happened. Us. So you couldn't come with us this time. Right. Um, and it ended up being me and my wife. And we literally had, we had nowhere, no idea where to start other than to say, do you have old newspapers we could look at? <laughs> Which is, I mean. Right. It's a library, so why not? Yeah, they do. Also, I, I totally thought that he had, like, maybe called in advance or something. No, he didn't. We okay. were going there with nothing um, except an empty notebook and a pen. That's, and your phones. And, and your our phones. phones. Yeah. Our phones, yeah. I take pictures. Yeah. I have explained this several times to the people in my life. I run on controlled chaos. Mm-hmm. I have an idea in my head. I just don't really plan things out, which hey. is really how this podcast has been going right. so far. That's why you and I are friends. <laughs> we share the well, same. My wife is They're completely. Kind of we're, we're, we're opposites, me and my wife. Right. You are Miss. Everything's got to be laid out. You need a plan. You need yes. a plan of action. Like when we were documenting everything, she had to file it three different ways. <laughs> and that's okay because it's good. It works. <laughs> but it made him so nervous. He was like, wait. You, you want to do it that way? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just, let's get it in here and then we'll go back through. Like, let's sort everything by date. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, I think it made him a little nervous. <laughs> he does. I would have rather just like clicked on things and been like, okay, well, let's read this one. And But no, everything's in order now, which is great. Right. Um, so we went to the Menasha uh, Library and they have a beautiful library. Mm-hmm. And again, we want to shout out to them and thank them for their help because we went there with no idea of what to look for. Uh, and Kurt was the guy working the information area. And uh, we approached him, and he started to look some things up for us. We gave him a name, and, and I guess they have an account for uh, Ancestry there. Um, 
We didn't get a whole lot. We got a census, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, so we got a census. I think it was from 1940, and it mentioned uh, Raymond. It mentioned his brother Donald, and then Donald and his parents. Right. Um, but that was it. Um, well, we also found some old phone books, which was kind of cool, um, just to see, you know, like what street they lived on and their phone number, which was very neat. Um, there were some from, you know, when Raymond was still there at home and then some from after. They were interesting to look at because the phone books were very plain in the 40s. And then all of a sudden, right around the late 40s, early 50s, you start to see this shift where there's a lot of color Mm-hmm. And there's this kind of beauty to them where mm-hmm. like the, the front is no longer just a plain. It didn't just say Menasha phone book. Now it was Menasha phone book, but there was like a, a picture of a, a woman in a dress and she was sitting there holding the phone. Like it yeah. was it was uh, a big change. It was more art deco. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Um, so what happened was he helped us find the obituary again. We wanted to see the real one and we took a video of the obituary. And I said, yeah, we don't really have a lot to go on um, other than we know he worked for the George Banta Publishing Company. And I will say I <laughs> called it Banta. Yep, we both did. <laughs> well, and, well, we're not from the area, so we didn't know. It does I, look luckily, like that, he though. corrected us. Yeah, he goes like very politely. <laughs> well, when he, I think he said something along like Kurt was like, so if you're going to do a podcast, it's audio. You, you want to say this right. It's Banta. <laughs> and I was like, that's oh. really good to know. And I appreciate mm-hmm, that because mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. didn't know. Um, well, and I feel like we asked him a couple more times, too, like, Banta or Banta? Mm. Banta. Okay, thanks. Just mm-hmm, want to make mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> well, what was cool was when I mentioned that, he goes, you know, in our basement, I happen to know that we have every single newsletter from, like, the 30s through 2008 when the George Banta Publishing Company closed. Right. And I was like, okay, um, what did they put in those? And he's like, like actual updates right. on the people who work there. He's like, there's announcements. Like, I don't, first of all, I don't know what kind of information this dude, Kurt, retains in his brain, but I imagine a lot because to know this and specifically know what's in each of them is insane. He's a sorcerer. Like, he does. He's, he's got some sorcery going on. He, he legit, he was able to tell me. He's like, in there, you're going to find, like, updates about new hires, and they right. have, you know, uh, different things about people getting married. And I was like, well, there's probably some cool stuff about, about Raymond in here, but now we have to figure out when to look. Mm-hmm. So we aged it up. We, we figured out when he graduated high school. We knew that from the stuff that you found that we talked about in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. And we started looking from the month after, and assumed within a few months that we would find something. Right. He was hired probably right out of high school. So I'll be completely honest. Within about five minutes of starting to look through these books that Kurt lugged up, and there was three or four big boxes on a cart, within like five minutes I was like, we're not going to find anything. This is a needle in a haystack. And by that time I was already nosing in my phone, <laughs> just starting to scroll through Facebook. My wife did not stop. Well, no, I mean, we were on a mission. Yeah, but this is the, again, this is the difference of personality where I was like, okay, we're never going to find anything. I'm done. (laughs) She kept looking. And I remember specifically, I was looking at my Facebook page and all of a sudden I heard, heard, I heard, oh my God, there he is. And I was like, what? And I like look up and she found 
under because again they divide uh, these Bonta books. They divide it by department. We didn't even know what department Raymond did. No, we had no idea. We just knew he worked there. And again, um, we should point out that in high school he was a part of the printing club. Yep. And this is a printing company, uh, and he happened to work in the lockup department is where we found it. So the first mm-hmm. update that we found. Well, and lockup is overnight, so mm-hmm. not. Uh, I don't know. It just sounds a little sketchy, but it's just he was there overnight. He was yeah. the he was the night guy when they locked the doors. Right. Um, and what we found uh, as the first update was from August September nineteen forty two, and it's just a small blurb, but it says another new member has been added to the lockup department. Introducing Raymond Novakovsky, a graduate of Menasha High School of the class of 42. Ray has studied printing under Mr. Griffith. Apparently, Ray is a bright student, but possesses one peculiarity. He insists on working nights. So, <laughs> he wanted to work nights. Hey, yep. good for him. And again, this was a company that uh, you could probably talk a little more about because you grew up in this area, Woody, mm-hmm. but this is a company everybody wanted to work for. Oh, yeah. And it was it was a, a place that when you started there, you retired from that that corporation. They And as, as we went through the books, um, you could see, man, they really, in, they really felt like everyone was part of their work family and they took care of everybody. And uh, it again, the, the paper industry in this area is huge. And if you wanted a good, good job, you worked at Vanta. So Raymond here um, pops up. We found a needle in a haystack. Okay, my wife found a needle in a haystack. But <laughs> that really, that got me super motivated because I'm like, oh, my gosh, he actually found something. And, oh, yeah, uh, it was so exciting. Like, oh, my God, here he is, here he is, here he is, here he is. Yeah, it was. Didn't know if we were going to see anything else, but. It kind of felt a little like Christmas, didn't it? Where you were just oh, yeah. like anticipating yeah. what's in the present that you're about to open. You're just like, what is it? And you're shaking the box. I mean, that's how it felt. I felt like a little kid on Christmas morning. Oh, yeah. I mean, we couldn't stop smiling. It was like, oh, my gosh, we found him. And again, this is just a small blurb. We didn't know what else we were going to find. I, you know, I figured once the war started, we weren't going to find anything because. What's to update? Their employees are off fighting a war. Mm-hmm. Boy, was I wrong. So um, what we did is we start looking again. And again, um, that was August, September of 42. Nothing until February, March of 43. So we know Raymond had a good four or five months there, six months there where he was just doing his thing. And then uh, the February, March... Under lockup department, it says, school day's complaint, says the good old doc to Ray Novakovsky as he orders a yellow placard. Placard? Is that yeah. right? Am I yeah. saying that right? Yep. Measles in big, bold letters to be placed on the door for a two-week period. Now, I tried to look this up. I don't know if they put a yellow card on door. Like, I don't know if they, like, legit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't let people go into that room now for two weeks. I would think so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ray Ray was out. Raymond did not uh, did not have the opportunity to uh, work for that couple of weeks. And uh, and it sounds like he wasn't too excited about that. No, you know, I I feel like he comes across, and as we get to know him more, he comes across as one of those people who's like super into whatever he's doing. And so whether it be work or school. I don't know. It seemed like a running theme to me. He seemed to be really into what he was doing. Right. I mean, even when you we found out uh, the things he was doing when he was off in the military. So we know he got measles. Right. 
which is terrible. But at least he was older, so his immune system was a little better. Right. And uh, we do know he recovered because we did find more updates. And this uh, this book, this Bonta Corporation book, it it really made it easy because they did it by department. And once we knew the department, we knew where to look. Yeah, that's all I got to do is just look for the lockup stuff. Yeah. Um, but the next update was the update that I think you and I were least looking forward to other than the final update. Right. And uh, that update was basically his announcement of joining. Yeah. So then there's a, in April, May of 43, there's a, a big article has a, a bunch of pictures of, you know, Bonta men who are working at the corporation and 110 of them uh, in 1943 in this article uh, joined in uh, and joined the service, you know, from Milton Walter to Emmett Toman, Harold Block, Raymond Novakovsky, Don Stumpf. And it's interesting, these the, the pictures that these guys, uh, you know, have listed here, I mean, they look like dapper dudes. I mean, yeah. you would not mm-hmm. find people dressed up in suit and ties. This one guy's got like a, you know, like a, a fedora type of hat on. I mean, you wouldn't and find. mustache. Yeah, he's yeah. got a really cool mustache. The mustache is nice. That's uh, that's the uh, frankly scarlet. I don't give a damn mustache yeah. going. He, should, he probably has a cigar in his hand. He can't see his hands. <laughs> I'm guessing. But you know what's interesting when you look at these photos, and uh, we'll put a copy up um, a little later on. Uh, you'll be able to check it by texting uh, "grave" to three one zero one one on that page. We'll add a, a, a copy of this photo up there. But when you look at it, the age differences is remarkable. Um, you've got. Uh, people that are clearly in their late 30s, maybe mm-hmm. early 40s, and then you've got Raymond, who's 18 years old. Right. So it's all over the place. And and they all just uh, they all joined. You know, they all wanted to help defend the country. Had to fight the Nazis. Yeah. Um, here's a little article that they had from the the that same uh, actually the next newsletter, September 1943, talking about the boys who joined. It said. Most of these boys had never been out of the United States, probably never been out of Wisconsin or far from Menasha. Today, they're seeing the sights of the world, Africa, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, England, all mere names before, but today, the realities of their lives. Um, and it just talks about how, you know, the, they get to see the world. Yeah, they're, they're doing something that putting their lives in danger, but they really get to um, understand. And uh, they're all, you know, the, they're really trying to help um, the beloved America, this nation that our founding fathers fought and died for and hoped would belong to the people, theirs uh, to have forever in liberty and security. It lists off a bunch of uh, uh, names of uh, different, you know, men um, that are with, you know, in this group, Don McDonald, Clarence Miller, Don Nielsen, again, Raymond Novikovsky. And it just talks about um, what they had to go through what they had to see, um, the different sites that they, you know, were about to encounter, which is really, really interesting. Well, I think what happens is, you know, when these men were signed up, they were all shipped off to different areas for different types of training. Um, I do remember there was an address for Raymond in New York at one point. Yep. And, I, you know, I think there's a couple overseas addresses for people mm-hmm. to write to him as well that we were able to get from the Bonta Corporation um, newsletters from the Nightmare. And um, that was the uh, that was the thing, you know, they they had to go through all this different training before they went over and and fought the war. So, um, yeah, they ended up in in different places, different countries, uh, different states prior to to going into the to the front lines and actually 
um, picking up that gun to, to fight. You know, they had to mm. they had to learn. You know, you get an eighteen year old kid who's you know a junior Red Cross member, a mm. bowler, and part of a printing club. Not a soldier, right? Not yet, right? Gotta but he's going to become one. And it, and if you're if you're new to World War II and don't really understand um, when they're talking about. Uh, the evil that uh, the Allied po- powers are fighting against the Axis. There were different. They call them different theaters. So the Pacific Theater, the fight was against uh, the the Japanese who had just you know recently bombed Pearl Harbor and were kind of pushing them back away from the islands. And there's also the European Theater fighting Hitler. And uh, the the war actually went into Africa too with with uh, Mussolini trying to uh, invade um, the northern African nations. Um, so another uh, part of this article in September 1943 talked about. Um, where some of these guys were going. So like I said, Ed, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, Ed P. is somewhere in the South Pacific, uh, and an APO uh, is in San Francisco. Uh, Florian Cheslock is somewhere in in the Pacific Theater of War. Raymond Novikovsky is somewhere in the European Theater of War, where Dom Stump in the Navy is serving in the Pacific, according to uh, his former co-workers, Cliff Forrester, also in the Navy and in the sea, um, and with a FPO out of Charleston. Now, this one survey, again, it said 110 Bonta men were in service. This survey that, that uh, Bonta Corporation said that 31 men are in duty outside of the U.S., so... It, they, Interesting. They really like I said that they have this family dynamic where they are like these are these are my brothers. Mm-hmm. Where are they going? Let's keep in touch with them. And what I loved about the Bonta Corporation while this was all going on, the George Bonta uh, Publishing Company, uh, as it was called then, I believe, before yeah. it became the Bonta Corporation. Right. What I loved about it was that the soldiers themselves tried to get in contact with other Bonta men to meet them if they could, if they happen to be crossing paths. And and you'll see some of that uh, through these updates. I I know Raymond will mention it a couple of times. Um, You know, we never got a full letter, but we've got some paragraphs that Raymond wrote that they shared Mm -hmm. from his letters. And, um, you know, that's kind of what we're doing. We're going through it right now. Uh, Again, this is Raymond Novikovsky. He is a World War II soldier. He was killed in action about a month before the war came to end. We stumbled across his tombstone in St. Mary Cemetery in Menasha, and there was nothing special about the tombstone. It wasn't this big, beautiful tribute. It wasn't marked with other soldiers. It was just there. It was by itself, and something pulled me to it. I don't know what it was. I ended up Googling it, and then the journey began, and um, this nightmare um, newsletter that they put out. Again, it was put together by the night crew, so Raymond would have been helping to put this right. together when he was still there, which right. is kind of neat to know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this this has been just a cool thing to have at our disposal to be able to talk about because there is so many updates. And it's not just about Raymond. I mean, we could post full pages where you could read about other soldiers as well. They updated from a lot of different people. Right kept everybody in the know Mm -hmm. well and that's part of what was so cool like you guys were saying this was you know like another family for them the guys who were off fighting wanted to keep everyone updated so they were writing into their friends of the company which was so cool you know they were taking the time to do that which was really awesome Mm -hmm. do you have our next update i do so um the next few are going to be kind of snippets from Raymond's letters, um, their paraphrases, basically, that were written into um, the nightmare. 
Okay, this first update is from January 1944. Ray Novakovsky is somewhere in England. He too likes to get the nightmare and feels much closer to home and to the other Bonta people in the service because of it. Ray is feeling fine and has added 23 pounds to his weight. He wants a few more pounds, however, and as he has always had a tremendous appetite at mealtime, he feels that he soon will get it. (laughs) He likes his job and is working hard at it. He spends his evenings at the camp theater or at the dances. Although his company basketball team hasn't done so well to date, Ray feels that it will improve. He holds down a starting position at forward. Yeah, he does. Which is awesome because again, we know he played a, we we know he played basketball in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about that is it starts to it starts to humanize Raymond a little bit. To those of you that are just joining us, we've been talking about him. Now you're starting to learn about him. We know he had a big appetite. If he put on 23 pounds, you can see it in the mm-hmm. photos because yep. you look at this uh, yeah. original photo of him, uh, which was probably taken before he left. Right. I'll imagine when he started, probably the Bonta Corporation. I imagine maybe it's like a. And well, yeah. And then you look at his first military photo, his face is chiseled. Like it's just, you can tell this dude's putting on muscle mass. So he's got to be hitting the gym hard. He's got to be eating the food that they're telling him to eat. And he's, he's putting on the weight. Where some of us put it on in our stomachs, he was putting it on in muscle mass. And you can see it. Uh, it's weird how much I feel like his face matured from the start oh. mm-hmm. before and into during the actual In uh, a real short time. period of time. Yeah. 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 They they worked out those soldiers hard, man. Mm-hmm. Got to get them in shape. The other thing that I think is so important about this, um, besides you know getting to know his personality a little bit, is... Again, that positive spin he's putting on stuff. So mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, this is really scary. I'm in this weird place. He's like, well, <laughs> you know me. I like to eat. And so I've already gained 23 pounds. And my basketball team, not doing great yet, but we're going to get there. You skimmed over the best part. He likes to go to the dances. Yeah, of yes. Because of the ladies. Yes. Oh, yes. I will now. say this time and time again that <laughs> Raymond is clearly a ladies man. Oh, from yeah. These updates, Look at him. From these updates, though. That too. He's a good looking dude. <laughs> He really, he really, you could just tell that about him. And mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. I just, I love getting to know him. I love that he's playing basketball over there. I love that he's having a, a good time, even though things are scary and mm-hmm. horrifying. He is still keeping it positive. Yep. All right. Next update is the following month. So February 1944. Ray Novakovsky in England writes to thank us for the dividend and the nightmare. Through the latter, he was able to get in touch with three other Bonta boys. He is expecting to get a furlough soon and will visit Glasgow and Edinburgh. Ray reports his health is being the best, and the boy calls the boys call him Chowhound. We wonder why. He says the boys are really well fed. <laughs> so now we know he's in England. He's he's over there. I mean, he's he's in it. We know that um, he's still eating good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think he's finishing other guys' plates? Probably. Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. That it kind of sounds like it, yeah. yeah. You yeah. going gonna to eat those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Napoleon, give me some of your tots. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy knowing that he's making plans to go on uh, a, a trip. You know, he's going to get some time, and he's going to head over to Scotland, which I think is cool that he's he's decided that's what I'm going to do. Right. You know, he's got a few, got a week. 
to yeah. do whatever. Well, and it's cool that he's taking advantage of that, you know, and, um, you know, looking forward to these sites while he's out there mm-hmm. doing this. Absolutely. Again, this is a kid who probably never left Menasha. No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you just don't. Maybe a couple of neighboring right. cities, but back then he just didn't travel yeah. like that. It and, was a big deal to go to Nina. Yeah. Yeah. And here you are uh, on the other side of the world, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So to take advantage of it, why not? I think it's pretty cool. I agree. Yeah. All right. Next up is, again, the following month. So March 1944. Ray Novikowski has returned to England from a seven-day leave spent in Edinburgh, Scotland, and how he hated to leave the place. The first few days while he was there, he just looked the city over. He visited the Edinburgh Castle, Holy Road Castle, and also the Fourth Bridge, the latter being one of the seven wonders of the world. The rest of the time was spent enjoying the beautiful countryside and going on little sprees now and then. He can't seem to forget those beautiful scotch lassies. And then it (laughs) says in quotes, I bet it will take them a long time to forget you too, Ray. Nevertheless, he tells us those were the best seven days of life he ever had. Ray just received the January nightmare and enjoyed it very much. He gives his regards to the boys in the department and says he misses all of them. He closes with a cheerio until next time. Mm. That one kind of hits you in the feels. Because here you got a guy who literally just shared with everyone that was the best week of his life. Mm-hmm. He went to Scotland. Mm-hmm. He saw a place he'd never seen before. He met people he never thought he would meet in his life. But again, for me, learning Raymond's story is like watching the movie Titanic because I know where this ends. ends. And it makes it so much more painful to, like, hear this stuff, to know that he's experiencing this and he doesn't know what's around the corner. Right. So... And with that update, there was also an updated picture of him. So, like, you were just talking about, um, you know, his face looks really different. He's wearing his uh, military cap in this one and his uniform. And um, there's a little caption under the photo. It says, Private Ray Novikovsky, former stonesman, uh, had a picture taken on a seven-day leave in Edinburgh, Scotland, which he describes as the best seven days of his life. So just kind of cool. The picture is... A little bit faded. It looks like um, in the newsletter there was a little bit of a crease there, so it's a little bit hard to see. Yeah. Um, but I think we do have the same photo later on, too, that yeah. we can yeah. also share. Yeah, yeah we got a, a better version of that photo, which we do have posted. It's, it's been used in some of our um, some of our videos. Yeah. All right. The next one is from May 1944. Um, I happened to read this one last night, and this one really got to me. It's a direct quote from his letter. So um, it says, here's your former lockup man, Ray Novikovsky, saying I received the March nightmare and the extra dividend check yesterday at noon mail call. I should like to express my deepest thanks for both of them. It's the old story with me, still feeling fine and still eating good. My regards to the boys in the lockup department. What happened to our bowling team? They didn't do so well this year, but tell them all I shall be in trim as soon as I get back from England in the next season. Give me Wisconsin any day. So a couple of things. First of all, you're you're choked up over this, which yeah, is yeah, absolutely. It's it's hard. Um, like I said before, 
he he feels like a friend, which is a little crazy. Yeah. Um, but just seeing, it, I guess those were exactly his words. Yeah, and I wanna. I can't wait to be back home and right. help you with the bowling team because you guys apparently suck at bowling. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But hold on. So the Bonta Corporation was sending money to them. Yes. So that's what I don't know. I uh, now you got me choked up. Wow, Bonta is <laughs> awesome. Right. Well, Even more awesome than I thought. That's what I'm trying to figure out, though. I was not able to find if it was the corporation that sends the money or if the employees had been pulling money to oh, send yeah. to soldiers. But it's saying dividend checks. So yeah. I feel like that's like more a profit a sharing. Yeah. yeah. Um, like where I work, we get a. It's called the short-term incentive, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you know part of the profits are split up among employees. I feel like that's what this is. Where Woody and I work, <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> well, you also work for a great company, though. You no, love your company. Great. We love them, but we don't have my, this thing called profit sharing. No, my, we have my perks company in other has ways, better <laughs> benefits. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I work at the Bonta Corporation of Jewelry Insurance. Let okay. me just say that. All right. Of the 21st century. Right. Mm-hmm. We yeah. do not. We have perks in other ways. but Yes. I think that this I think this this hits home because again it's his words. We have a full paragraph of what he wrote and that last line, man. Yeah. That's that's the hardest part. He really he's so looking forward to coming home. He's enjoying what he's doing, you know, seeing places, but it's not home. And we should mention just briefly we don't know if he made it home yet. We don't know if the body came home yet, but we'll talk about it later. We'll bring it up. I think um, I think that's probably a good place to leave off. Yeah. Um, what we'll do is we'll regroup here and get our emotions in check because you got me over here choked up. <laughs> and um, we will have our next version of this podcast, episode four. And we will get a little deeper into Raymond's story and, of course, um, get to the, the ending that I don't think any of us really want to get to. But um, We know a, we're getting there. We have an, to get there. It's important. It's an important part of his story. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and also just a quick um, thank you to everyone who's listening and sharing in this story because, again, even though he Raymond died decades before any of us were born, mm-hmm. um, it's still it's such an important story. And he was a really important person, and he deserves to be remembered. And I'd like to also, again, shout out to the Menasha Library, Menasha High School, for their help that they Mm -hmm. gave us. Uh, Kurt, specifically, uh, the principal over at uh, And the secretaries, yeah, they were helpful. They're great. Um, And we want to remind you that if you want updates, whether it be photo updates or video updates, things like that, you can text GRAVE, G-R-A-V-E, to 31011. That is GRAVE to 31011. Ladies, get the updates because this photo from when he was first going in, he's kind of pretty. He's a good looking dude. I'm pretty secure in my manhood. He's a good looking guy. I'm not going to, you know, turn it down. He's a good looking dude. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to quote what what Fife said last time just because (laughs) I know there were some harsh words, but it was the reality of what he said. Facebook.com slash Grave Conversations Podcast and on Twitter at Podcast Grave. But again, text Grave to 31011 and the Facebook and Twitter are linked right there. Episode four will be here next week.